Hi, I'm Emily Vanderwerf, and if you can hear me, I'm going to start talking about uh, how we are playing a game called Stone Top. I'm going to introduce the game a little bit more, but first, I'm going to introduce myself. I have played in several games here at Happy Jacks. I played in a Masks game. Um, I played in a recent uh, Savage Worlds game run by Nick, who is in this game this evening, and I also played in Great American Witch. This is my first time running a game for Happy Jacks. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be doing this. I hope I'm not escorted off the premises when this is finished. And I also, before we get to the game, want my players to introduce themselves. So I honestly don't know who is first on the screen. Uh, so I'm just going to say, let's start with Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Mac. Uh, I, I don't know what's happening beyond that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been on a lot of Happy Jacks games. You guys have probably seen me here, there, and everywhere as uh, at Strange Like That online. Awesome. Uh, Mo? My name is Mo. Um, game designer, game player. Um, yeah, I'm hiding in the garage from COVID and gaming. <laughs> yeah. You can find me yeah. at Ashy Feet One. Uh, Blythe? Hi, sorry. I'm slightly dying, but not dying. Um, hello, everybody. I'm Blythe. You may have seen me on the internets or at Happy Jacks before. Uh, I usually am doing things under Blythe Colin 93. Also, if you don't follow Mac, she has a really cool store and makes really cool things, so you should check it out. And finally, nice. finally, Nick? Yeah, please try to stop the nuclear missiles from launching. That would be uh, really unfortunate if it happened. Um, I so, <laughs> so the game we are playing is called Stone Top. It is a uh, dungeon world hack by a designer named Jeremy Strandberg that like has gone so far beyond just a hack that like it is honestly one of my favorites. RPG things ever. Um, I don't like fantasy. Fantasy is not my jam, but I love this game. There's a whole sheet that I've sent to y'all that I'm not going to read to the audience because it would be very boring for me to read a sheet, but I'm going to try to condense it in just a couple seconds here. This game is about living in a town. It's about the relationships that are built in this town of Stone Top. It's kind of out on the edge of civilization, so there is an element of, I don't know, the Old West to this, but it is really a story about, like, building up this town, building up the people of this town via the heroes who will be playing at this table. The town itself has its own character sheet. It changes, it grows. You can make improvements to it. You can do all sorts of things. Um, and we will be doing that in the weeks to come. What I love about Stone Top is the degree to which it ha has sort of serialized, if you will. Obviously, all artists have an element of serialization, but this one in particular is really good at tracing the changes in characters uh, across across time. My goal is to take us through one year in Stone Top. I don't know if we'll get there with all the sessions we have, because this game often goes off on its own tangents, which is fun. But uh, that's my goal. That's what I'm hoping to do. And uh, as other stuff comes up, um, I'm sure I will introduce it. Oh, tonally, 
um, I enjoy having fun. I enjoy doing humorous type stuff, but uh, ideally uh, this game is a little bit more grounded, a little bit more realistic, but of course we should have fun. We should, you know, have funny japes, if you will. Um, So uh, I think what we'll start by doing is building characters. Y'all have sort of um, chosen character sheets you want to work with. So uh, why don't we go around and say which character sheet you're going to play. And then there's like a little introductory spiel, if I'm correct. Um, So maybe you want to read that or just give your own summary of it. Um, And let's start with Nick this time. I'm going to go in reverse order. Uh, if you have you have you have you built the character already? Is that okay? Let's okay. Yeah, let's develop here. So um, let's let's stop there. I feel bad for the hedgehog already. Um, that's where I am right now. Uh, Blythe. So I was still kind of torn between three different ones because okay. I don't make things easy for myself is the, is the mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, there was one, there was like, I really liked the blessed, the light bearer and the seeker mm-hmm. were the three that I was kind of torn between. Um, and I'm still not entirely sure which one is the best one to pick. Okay. Um, we'll circle back to you. Um, Mo. I'll be playing the marshal. Uh, hoping for peace is is not enough. Trouble always comes knocking. And that's why we need you to run the, the, run the drills, to man the towers, to take charge of things when things go bad, to be cold enough to send your neighbors to sure death in order to keep stone top safe. That's the job, Marshall. You up for it? I don't know. (laughs) Um, I have played this game a few times and have never had the Marshall. So I'm excited to figure out uh, what he's all about. Um, Or she, uh, or they. Um, Just going to keep saying pronouns, apparently. (laughs) Um, Matt, it's you now. (laughs) (laughs) So I picked the playbook, The Would-Be Hero, Hmm. and printed it out really tiny. So bear with me while I read the description. (laughs) Most people hope for a quiet life. They spend their days worrying about a leaky roof, a sick child, their crap, their crops, their crops. Good job, me. It's really tiny, you guys. I'm not kidding. Uh, But you aren't like most people. You're on a different path, a path of adventure. There's greatness in you. Let's hope you live long enough uh, for everyone else to see it. Awesome. Um, Life, do do you have a sense so I'm looking at them now, and I'm thinking I'm going to eliminate the... <laughs> I was like, well, maybe. And then I'm like, well, no, that one sounded cool, too. Uh, I think I'm going to eliminate one of these. 
um, we, we, we feel kind of uh, grounded. Um, I was looking at the blessed too, and I don't know if it's that kind of game. We'll wish we had the blessed. It see so that what I like about the blessed is I like the um, they have these like because each one kind of has their own. Like, I like that it has, like, little subclasses almost, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is nice. So if, like, someone did want to play the same thing as you, you would be, you could be two different things. Um, but I kind of like the vessel from The Blessed, where you're, like, imbued with a random spirits or something. Like, a soul, some, like a spirit has taken root in your soul, and I like the idea of that. Um, and then I like the antiquarian and the witch hunter under the seeker. Um, which both sound very fun to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe the light bearer is the one that I'm going to eliminate. I think I'm going to okay. do it. I'm doing it. It's gone. Lim- no, light bearer's gone. gone. Do you want me to flip a coin between the blessed and the seeker, or do you want to? Do you want to decide? Uh, you know what? Flip a coin. Let's Heck do yeah. it. Let's, Let's find out it. what happens. You heads tell me. Is, you tell. Heads is what? Heads is blessed. Tails is seeker. Okay. Awesome. Very excited to do this. Um, Tails. Looks All like right. Playing the seeker. I almost forgot which one I said was what. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. I'm the GM. I remember this stuff. All right. Um, so yeah, let's uh, kind of fill in our sheets. Um, sounds like some of you have done a little bit of that, um, but just sort of, um, it, this is a pretty standard, uh, as you folks get started doing that, I will explain to the audience. This is a pretty standard um, PPTA setup, um, you know, sort of a uh, larger um, character class that is sort of broken down into subdivisions. And then you have moves and different um ways to play that character. Um, but basically there's like an archetype and then you break it down and make it your own. Um, and that's what we're all about here. So we have uh, a seeker and a fox and a um, marshal and a whippy hero. So um, if any of you have questions, please feel free to ask away. Also, apparently the designer is watching us. So if I do anything wrong, <laughs> I'm going to just hide away forever. Uh, I have a question. Yes. So I have followers, and uh, I was trying to understand if I could cheat and have one of my followers be um, a large animal. Ooh, there is a specific character. I know, that's the ranger. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hmm. And this this, this animal, I'm thinking a large dog, would be so proficient in combat and so responsive. And I would understand what he said. And he would be a person, but he would be a dog. Okay. <laughs> I like this idea. Let me think about it. I don't see a reason yeah, yeah, why yeah. not. Feel free to but, say no. Feel free to but, say no. It just sounds fun. Yeah, it would be fun for you to have a dog. I, I'm always happy to have dogs. So, um, but yeah, I think that could be fun. Let, let me let me think about, think it. about it. Think about yeah. it. I'm going to jump in here for just a moment because apparently I got everybody's sound but my own. And I might have fixed it, so I'm going to wait for chat to tell me if I did. Great. Looks like I got it fixed. <laughs> I'm a professional. We did it. Everything is fine. Um, hmm. 
Is it bad that there's a move I like just because it's called Everything Bleeds? No, that's that, that's <laughs> never a problem. It's always good to just say Everything Bleeds. Um, yeah. So emo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the options uh, are so good, it's very hard to choose between them. Yeah, it really is. Yep, it really is. Yeah, I think uh, I'm starting to get an idea of what I want this character to be, too. I have decided, Mo, that you may have a dog, but you have to give that dog a rich backstory. Like, it, it has to have, like, a complicated, like, history within the town or something like that. So, like, it has a, a grudge against a specific cat or something. I just, I want to hear what this dog is all about. Uh did you see, there was like a tweet going around that was pretty hilarious about how when Patrick Stewart was brought in to do the voiceover for um, Oblivion for uh, Elder Scrolls, they handed him like a 90 page booklet for his character and he was like so stoked about it. And the best part about this is the character dies in the first like 20 minutes of the game. <laughs> But he had a 90-page booklet for his character, and he was so excited to get to voice a character that was so thought out. So, you know, make your dog as rich as the character that Patrick Stewart played. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to go That's like life advice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes I give accidental life advice. So, um, can we talk about the places... Sure. sure. Um, uh, Marsh, Marsh Hedge, Steplands, mm-hmm. Man March, and Lagos. Yes. Um, I will uh, pull up a map here. Oh wait, I yeah, I can share my screen. I could do that. This is my Zoom. I can do, do whatever you want. want. Yeah, you can do whatever, whatever you want. want. It's your game. You uh, control the horizontal. You control the vertical. I do. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's. Um, uh, I think I have a map somewhere. There's so many uh, things that I have to maps. There we go. Um, cool. So uh, this is the map of the world's uh, something. Except I can't see the words on it. So Lagos is like a town very far to the south. Um, it's kind of a, you know, if you think about it, it's kind of a, if you imagine that Stone Top is like far northern California, then Lagos would sort of be Los Angeles. What a weird metaphor to use for this game. Um, marsh Edge is what it sounds like. It's uh, on the edge of a marsh. Um, what were the other ones you wanted to know about? Steplands and Man March. Okay. Um, the uh, Steplands are, I believe, just the uh, the the yeah, they're like the the steps, and um, you know the the open what is a step it's like a hilly thing right like it's, like, it's the like, area before the foothills yes and the foothills are the hills before the mountains yes exactly <laughs> um and the, other, and the green uh, grass other grows one. all around all around and the green grass grows all around and so the do other- these do these places mean anything yet or are we going to give them meaning during the game um they, they do have like they have sort of they ha- do have sort of like default assumptions, but through our play, we will probably define what they mean to you, which I think okay. is even more important. So, um, but th- that's sort of the the broad idea of like where, uh, what they are, where they are, that sort of thing. Uh, 
So I'm kind of leaning towards the antiquarian on this, where you're more of like a nerd. Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of would you be open to allowing me to be a nerd about goth things? So basically, the witch hunter gets like, you can be well-versed in the fae, things below, or the black gates. But the antiquarian gets well-versed in the makers and their arts, which is cool. But I'm like, I would rather be well-versed in one of the other things. So could I play the antiquarian, but have studied one of these other things instead? Um, I t- so what... To your mind, what would change about that from playing the the witch hunter? Like, I'm 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 cool with it. I just want to oh, get a sense of yeah. I just want to be more of like a since we're playing a more grounded game. I want to be someone who's a little bit more grounded in like scholarliness and studying. And I feel like for the witch hunter, that's more of a fighty murder hobo class. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think sure. I'm going to say sure. Why not? I don't think it will break anything like I like we'll see as sort of as we go. Um, and, uh, I'm going to send you the, um, the major, do you have the major arcanum sheet? You probably don't because you haven't had to look at this yet. So I'm going to send a link to that to you in the Slack and, uh, you can take a look at those. Um, So uh, I was actually wondering if we could maybe um, get a little bit more about the world um, before we make some of these choices. Um, Sure. Partly because uh, in the Fox playbook, uh, and I'm sorry, by the way, since no one could hear me before, I'm using the Fox playbook, which is uh, sort of a trickster archetype. um, but uh, in those items, the, like all three of the options for background are really, really good, and mm-hmm. I just kind of want to feel a little bit more about like how we see the world in this town uh, unfolding before I make a decision about which one I think would be most fun to play. Uh, do you do you have a sense of like which you're you're torn by or um, anything like that? Honestly, they're all really good. Um, there's, there's uh, for the backgrounds, just um, one is the natural, which is just you're kind of, uh, you're smarter than everyone else and you pick up things really easily because uh, you're, you're clever. Uh, one is much more of a sort of rogue focused called Life of Crime, um, which of course can always be useful in games. And the other one is uh, The Prodigal Returned, which is uh, you left long ago traveling uh, far and wide and living by your wits, but now you're back at Stonetop and you want to try and uh, make that more of your life instead of uh, being such a rover on there. Um, And and I'm kind of leaning towards that, but the other two are also really, really good, and I keep thinking of ideas that I can use for any of those backgrounds on the character. Right. Right. Let's wait until we have a sense of who. If you want to wait until we have a sense of who everybody is, I think that's fine. I just want to make sure you have it picked before we get to the introduction part. Of course. Because, yeah. So um, that would be helpful. Um, so, yeah, but we can. I can have you introduce yourself last so that you have a sense of what everybody else is playing. Okay. Um, yeah. As, uh, as you all finish your 
sheets um, to the point where basically you're just choosing character and moves and things like that, and we will fill in some of the other stuff later. Um, yeah, as you finish, please post in the, the Zoom chat here that you're done, and uh, we'll go when you're all ready. This is handy because I start with a major arcanum. Okay. Yeah. And it says which one you start with, right? Like you, you have three, three different picks. Yeah. You have three yeah. different to pick them. Yeah. Okay. Nice. The major arcanum are like super um, powerful objects that presumably are magical, but. Um, the seeker throughout the course of the game will be uncovering secrets about them and ideally learning how to use them. So, Which is kind of why I was drawn to this class. Like, I like the idea of... Like, I know it's kind of a not-super-magical world, but I like the idea of someone who's just, like, so interested in this, like, supernatural uh, magic-y stuff that keeps studying it. Mm-hmm. And I definitely can't at all relate to that in real life. Nope. <laughs> That doesn't sound like you at all, actually. Oh, so, nah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I've, I've only known you a little while, but you definitely are like a very um, practical and, you know, staid person. Um, I try. I try to be like no humor, very straight laced. <laughs> yes. Mm-mm. Ooh. Well, I think we're all very serious people who don't like a joke. Yes. And this game is going to be basically <laughs> like an Ingmar Bergman film. Mm. Like that is my attempt here. It's going to like end with like someone weeping quietly as like leaves fall around them. Uh, that's what Ooh, I'm going dance. for. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to be the one who goes through the seven layers of hell. Okay. Perfect. Go through the heaven sign. <laughs> Now, Which, e- oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to talk. Bill and Ted's go to hell, or Bo- Bill and Ted's bogus journey is entirely inspired by that movie, and it's <laughs> just weird to me. But <laughs> <laughs> so it seemed to me like this is sort of a like an Iron Age uh, world. Yeah, is that yeah. approximate? You know, it's it's probably um, we can sort of define how. Uh, techy it is i've played it where it's a little closer to like 18th century you know 1700s and i've played it where it's like really super um uh ancient um i do think that for my just sort of for my purposes i kind of imagine it as you know end of the dark ages like we're starting to emerge from a time of like not a lot of technological progress um everything kind of stuck in one place, um, but it is slowly starting to emerge from them. That's kind of my default assumption, but if we decide that it's like, oh yeah, this is um, you know, Bronze Age or something, then we'll go with that. Okay. <clears throat> what you described is actually kind of what I had in my head just reading through this, especially um, with the sheet that I picked, so. Cool. Great. And Nick, there's an opportunity, but actually for all of you, I'm not sure if life or <sighs> your characters are going to work like this, but maybe um, I, I, I have followers. So 
we can have a relationship that way if you like um i don't think you can have another player character as a follower but if you want to have a follower that is related to them like that's that's so like if if one of the characters like their brother or something is your follower well, like that as, as the as the fox i don't think he really follows anyone <laughs> <laughs> but um we can have had a relationship sure perfect i follow my nose that's that's what i follow <laughs> right, right. So, i'm not trying to take away your agency i'm just like you know no i, I get what you're saying um I, I the the way that this game seems constructed is it seems likely that it's kind of a smaller town and sort of everyone mm-hmm. sort of has a relationship with everybody else yeah um like i don't think any of us would be totally str- complete strangers unless we specifically say hey i moved here to stone top from this place just within the past six months or something yeah it's um i i believe that the default town size and i will look this up but i believe it's 250 is the starting so there's like 250 people here everybody if you don't know everybody you know somebody who knows everybody so yeah Yeah. that makes sense uh i can assume safely there is a tavern i'm sure Yes, of course. Okay, because I would like very much to either run and or work at that establishment. Okay. Because I like the idea of being a character that um, is, you know, always the bartender, never the adventurer. And everybody comes for the advice and the the bit of information on the quest, but never actually gets to, to go questing themselves. Okay, cool. I like that idea, too. Mm. Or, or should we start talking about perspective backstories? Um, yeah, I think once uh, there. So one of the neat things about this game is that it has really. Um, you, if you'll note on the page where it says introductions, it has like really got it um, complicated. Yeah, it has. Com- it has not. I don't want to say complicated. The wrong word. It has very involved like building out relationships, building out the world. So yeah, I want to. Um, uh, I want to sort of adhere to that as much as possible because to some degree this is a play test and I want to make sure that we get the information we need. But yes, um, we will be doing that in a second here. I hear we're being watched. We're being watched all the time. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what's hard about this. Um, cool. Mm, okay. All right. Um, so... Uh, Life, if we get started, will you be done in like a little bit? Oh yeah, don't don't worry too much. I'm okay. just I'm looking at my items because I'm trying to figure out which of the three. Okay. Wants. So if you'll note, there is um, in, in a section on the uh, fourth page. I guess it's it depends on what you're using, but it's called it says introductions at the top, and uh, that is. Uh, where you're going to start so basically it's wait here for everyone else and when everyone's ready take turns introducing your characters when someone reveals something and you want to know more ask them about it when someone asks you a question answer it truthfully and on the first turn we're basically all going to say the same thing which is name and pronouns and background and all of that so um let's start with uh with um mac whenever you have a second Okay, and we're sorry. We're just starting on the first. You're, just, thing. you're starting on part one. On your first turn, introduce yourself by name, pronouns, background, origin, and appearance. All right. Uh, the character is Ilsa. Um, 
she her background is a um she is the local uh tavern owner and mm-hmm. bartender of said establishment um from stone top never left stone top always probably will be at stone top but dreams of getting to actually go on the adventures that everybody seems to bring as news through her establishment um She's very wiry and like very earnest looking. So even though she's kind of past her prime, she still kind of comes off as being very useful and very excitable about the potential of doing something beyond what she's been doing for so long. How um, you say past her prime? Sort of what, uh, what age are you sort of imagining her? Well, I'm also thinking we're talking sort of. Uh, a past time frame so she's probably mm, late 30s early 40s and happy to be at that age right yeah late 30s early 40s boy (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just turned 40 um uh yeah i uh i i tell me a little bit about um Tell me a little bit about this bar that you own. We're going to put it on the map later, but I just want to hear how you envision it at this point. Uh, that's a very good question. And <laughs> <laughs> quite thought about it quite that deeply. We can, come, we can come back to it if you'd like. I mean, I feel like it's been there for a very long time. It's probably been made out of stone. And there's... Uh, I don't know if what the name used to be but i feel like half the words have rubbed off Mm -hmm. so it's being called by something ridiculous because it's you know whatever was left on the very weathered sign out front Mm -hmm. okay like it used to be the dragon and now it's just everybody calls it the gone (laughs) i love that Uh, all right uh let's go on to uh mo if you will do your number one. I am not seeing the introductions. Let's see. Okay. It's are you using the uh, landscape ones? Of course you are. That's what I gave you. Um, so if you scroll down, do you see inventory? Yep. It's immediately to the left. It's the column to the left of that. Oh. Got it. Cool. And I should before before you say I should say anyone at the table can ask questions. I'm obviously the burden is more on me to ask them, but if anybody hears something you want to hear more about, please ask away. Go ahead. Um, my name is uh, Carlo. Um, he him. I'm from the south, and uh, I don't. I I I, I kind of got stuck here. Well, what, do I see that? Do I see that? Nope, I don't see that. Um, I don't fit in in town, mm-hmm. but uh, people uh, have kept me around since I've uh, been guilted to stay. Hmm. Interesting. What do you um? What do you like most about Stone Top? Like, even though you're maybe um. Uh, we, we're going to determine why you're here, but um, what do you like most about it? Nabi? How long have you been here, I guess, would be a good way to start, and then what do you like most in that time that you've been here? 
I've been here about two years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as the marshal, one of my perks is credit at the bar. Uh, do you, uh, do you have a favorite drink that, um, Ilsa prepares there? Um, when I go foraging, I come back with, uh, particular herbs that, uh, it, it maybe I, I brew or one of my people brew and we just leave it at the bar. Cool, cool. Um, excellent. Uh, and if do you have any sort of um, a sense of like your appearance, are you like big and built, or are you kind of lithe, or what are you sort of thinking in terms of how you look? Um, I'm far too pretty, to be honest. And um, I've done some bad things. That's how I look. Uh, Blythe, are you ready? Uh, I have a character name and description. Okay, uh, cool. Go for that. So, uh, her name is Tiern, which is actually one of the names they suggest in the playbook, but I actually quite liked it. Um, her name is Tiern, and this is going to shock everybody. She's tall. <laughs> what? I know, I make tall characters. Uh, she has, like, long black hair that she tends to wear braided or pulled back. Um, she's kind of like tall and wiry, possibly from spending too much time in the library. Um, she's from Marsh Edge, and she came to Stone Top because she wanted to study and kind of start like a library slash school for local children, so she could like help keep the town educated and teach them things while also continuing her studies. Um, so she has like a tiny little school in town. It's not super elaborate. It can't fit many kids, but she tries. Um, and then in the back, you think is her office and bed, I guess. Uh, it's mostly an office. Um, but yeah, that's so she's just kind of like she's the, she's the local teacher trying to teach people things. Awesome. What's uh maybe this is a question that will come up that you will answer later, so tell me if it is, but why was Stone Top the place to continue your studies? Um I think that t- the town to the south already had a school. Mm-hmm. And she like looked into maybe helping out there, but she thought it was better to start anew from like a place that didn't have one and could actually use her services better. So she decided to go to Stone Top instead of uh south or any of the other towns um and give me sort of a rough age i'm thinking like late 20s early 30s okay a spinster woman uh uh mo i forgot to ask you uh how uh how old roughly carlo is he might be muted 40s ish 40s ish okay Yes, we're all playing like adults so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, this is actually the first time I played with the would-be hero, and somebody didn't pick like a child. <laughs> oh. 
So I'm very excited to see how this plays out. Nick, uh, tell us a little bit about who you're playing. Sure. Uh, I'm going to be playing uh, a character named uh, Bran, B-R-A-A-N. And he's called Go-Between. And he's called Go-Between because even though he was uh, born and raised in Stonetop, he has spent many, many years uh, traveling uh, elsewhere and uh, being uh, kind of a traitor, maintaining lines and um, uh, commodities back and forth uh, between. And he's seen a lot of the world, uh, but has Mm -hmm. decided to come back to Stonetop. Um, I think that he is uh, a little bit heavy set um just uh from being able to have lived a very comfortable life uh even though it did have a lot of traveling and hardships that uh occurred uh in it as well uh but he always speaks with sort of a very reasonable um pleasant calm voice uh unless things have completely gone out of out of hand but he also likes to uh spin a tall tale so some some of the things that he says are not necessarily 100 percent accurate um, but he does, he walks with a sense of purpose almost always, um, and has, uh, decided that he wants to help bring Stonetop into sort of a more, um, less of a backwoods and more of a, 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 a cultural center, uh, you know, a more, more industry. He wants to help, help Stonetop advance. Um, why did you, uh, why do you feel that, that strong need to help Stone Top if you left for so long? Uh, it started sort of as a, uh, just t- tired of being on the road. And one of the things that like the farther, the longer you're away from home, the more rosy colored your glasses become for it. Uh, but, but the thing about Stone Top is, uh, as I see it is that it's kind of a, a backwater and, uh, Brand feels like there's a lot of potential to develop it into something greater, um, but there isn't the drive, and that perhaps with his uh, outside world contacts and being able to uh, sort of bring it forward into the, uh, you know, make it more uh, prosperous. Uh, so, so it's sort of like a, a hometown, uh, hometown drive. Like he, he really loves the place, but there's also some of the, it's now that he's back, it's much more quaint <laughs> than even he remembered it because he's grown a bunch as a person as well. Cool. And rough, sort of a rough age for Ron. Uh, I'm also going to put myself probably in uh, mid-30s. Okay. Wow. Bunch of, bunch of adults in this game. <laughs> um <laughs> So, uh, Nick, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start with you again uh, because what we have next is number two, which I think is the same for everybody. Um, uh, eventually, these start to split up by playbook, but I believe for everybody, it's describing your possessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your possessions? And um, it says the question that everybody's going to answer, which I will read for the stream is on your second turn, describe your special possessions and how you contribute to the village beyond working in the fields. The game assumes everybody takes shifts in the fields to sort of keep the town fed. So, uh, Bron, what are your special possessions? Well, I think that one of them is uh, trading contacts, which gives me access to lots of uh, s- small amounts of many commodities for trading uh, samples uh, to see if people are interested and find out what people want in order to be able to make deals. 
uh, and then also as a result of my successful uh, or fairly successful uh, trading, uh, I do have a hidden stash, mm. which is another special possession that lets me have uh, sort of secret access to uh, purses of silver uh, should should the need arise for those items. Um, I think that how Bran helps the town, I kind of covered a little bit before. Uh, he's working to uh, create new contra- uh, contracts and uh, trading, trying to get people inve- uh, interested in investing, trying to uh, make the outpost more civilized. Cool, cool. What's the time that um, you uh, used that silver to get the town out of a jam, solve a dispute, or something like that? I think that there was uh, the old mill broke, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was going to be... It was like a a major undertaking, and I was able to expedite repairs by bringing in some extra uh, workmen, workfolk, uh, in order to get the mill back online quicker than uh, it would have been before the, the townsfolk could have all done it, so that we didn't lose that season of uh, grinding grain. Cool, cool. That's awesome. Um, Blythe, uh, tell me about your special possessions, if you know. Um, well, I have. I, I did decide on my major arcana arcana oh. object, which is the Naruba's ice sphere. Okay. Um, and it's interest. It's basically like uh, it allows you to see into into the like ask questions and help solve puzzles and see things. Um, but it can also physically drain you and weaken you. Um, and then I was saying, thinking because she runs kind of a library slash school that she has some like special books and journals where she basically can be like, oh, I've read about it. I have a thing. Um, so she has some of those like different research studies she's done and different journals and lots of like sketches and weird things that she's kind of discovered in her travels. When the uh, mill broke down last year, um, how did you contribute to fixing it? Uh, I had a helpful little diagram on how to properly fix a mill. Like, she kind of looked it over and was like, oh, well, we don't know what physics is, but this is off for this reason. Um, <laughs> she kind of, like, worked out the machinery of it and helped kind of get them with the more physically, bod- like, able-bodied people and was like, mm-hmm. you go do the actual fixing, but I'll tell you how to. Yeah, yeah. How much, how, how uh, easily do people listen to her? Um, actually, I don't know You probably, have you, if you've chosen your, your skills. Um, but yeah, like what's, what's your charisma? How easy, how easily do people listen to you? I haven't chosen my skills yet, but I was probably going to, I was going to put her at like a decent charisma because she's a teacher. So like she's talking to people and dealing with them. It's probably more of a like mom tone. So it's probably more of like, honey, really? (laughs) That's what you're doing now? Like, I, think, I think she has a way of getting people to listen to her lessons and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She, I don't think she has any like significant sway though. Uh-huh. Okay, she can just get them to like pay attention. Awesome, Mo. Uh, tell me a little bit about your special possessions. 
my my special possessions are uh um i guess you'd say my band of merry oak sure. um i came to i stayed in uh stone top because uh a woman said that uh Her daughter was mine. Mm. And, um, me and my, my, my men came in to start a lot of trouble. Um, and it hit me that, uh, I had started a lot of trouble already. So, um, my right hand man stuck with me and uh word got out that I was here and people who kinda look like me with different color hair started turning up <laughs> from the four winds and uh they are useful in town. And uh I try to teach them what I know but not everything I know. Um do you have uh, an extremely helpful dog who has a rich backstory. <laughs> um, if it's okay, I do. Um, yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, he, I, 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 I'm the sheriff. Um, but uh, if I have a problem, Durr usually shows up, and the problem gets solved. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so. I don't actually have to do much to be useful. Mm -hmm. And um, there are people in town who aren't happy that um, my, my crew actually participates in the efforts of um, picking fields and running the town, but I don't actually tend to do much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Excellent. Um, yeah, so give me uh tell me a little bit about um a time that you as sheriff like stopped a situation that could have gotten much worse um before it got bad to sort of keep the town the town's peace. Um There was a dispute over um some young lady in town being uh, married to some person of another town and you know the two families couldn't come to an agreement and it, things were going to get ugly and uh, I went and talked to them me and Durr and old Zeb and everybody came to a uh, reasonable solution. <laughs> uh, how do you spell Durr? Is it D-E-R? D-U-R. D-U-R. Wonderful. Durr is um, the dog. Yes, I know. I, uh, I, Durr is my favorite character. <laughs> um, uh, if I do uh, have one more question, which is when the mill broke down, um, did you help with that at all? I sent... Uh, I 
I sent Zeb and uh, one of my boys to the next town. Mm-hmm. And uh, their carpenter volunteered to come and help. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Uh, we can we can kind of determine if by the time that carpenter arrived, if uh, the townsfolk had gotten the mill running again. Okay. Okay. Um, Let's head back to Ilsa. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your special possessions. So I was wondering if I could swap um, stoneworking tools on here for metalworking tools. Uh, I don't see why not. So I think that originally she was apprenticing with her father doing um, blacksmithing. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, at one point, um, lost an eye because of it. And was unable to have the depth perception to really work metal the way that she had. Mm -hmm. And that was part of what pushed her to swap careers. And, you know, again, it was like swapping from one career where you're helping adventurers to another career where you're helping adventurers and you never get to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, the other possession is a wool cloak. Um and I got that from my idol, who I haven't come up with yet, that um, basically sacrificed themselves at one point for the betterment of uh, a township. And that was, a, that was a deep blow, losing a hero. Um. Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to hear more about this idol um, when the time comes. But I do want to hear how you dealt with this this crisis of the mill that, that broke down last year, how you helped out. I think that um, she was there kind of to help with some of the structure. And while she can't really work the metal very well herself, but like helping the others kind of um, get things back in place and back up and running for the actual mechanisms of the mill. Awesome. Um, yeah. I, oh, what's the, what's the drink you make best? Huh. I think that uh, just to get real over stereotypical, she's got this killer mead, <laughs> <laughs> but it has lavender in it, so it makes it a very different uh, floral flavor to it, which the adventurers are kind of not super keen about, but the locals seem to really like. Okay. All right. Uh, so we're going to move on to question three. Uh, just so the audience at home knows, there are eight total questions. Um, so I think this is different for everybody else, for everybody around the table. This is when it starts to diverge. Um, so, uh, yeah. So let's uh, read your question number three, uh, Ilsa, and then please answer it. So question number three is... Um, tell us of your fear and anger and the time that they caused you trouble. Um, I had not filled these out yet. <laughs> Go ahead and take a look. Okay. Yeah. yeah I need a minute. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, everybody look at question three, make sure you've filled out the, the thing it refers to, because that can be um, a little, uh, it's easy to miss that column. So, um, if you yeah. want me to go ahead, I, I actually have that kind of prepared. I think go for it. Go for it. Please uh, uh, read your. Um, oh, look at all this ha- helpful stuff in the chat that I have not been looking. At. Well, there's there's a problem. Something happened, and all of our windows went away, and then everything went black. And I'm trying to get everything fixed. Okay. Cool. Um, um, all right. So on my uh, third turn. Uh, my instructions are to tell us your tall tales. Feel free to embellish and exaggerate with the uh, to the other players, but always answer the GM truthfully. Mm-hmm. So one of the stories that Bron likes to tell is uh, when when he had left. Uh, and this happened shortly after he left Stone Top. Uh, he uh, got lost in the Great Wood, mm-hmm. uh, and while while he was uh, trying trying to find his way. Uh, he stumbled across this clearing, and in this clearing, there was an enormous boar. The thing must have been a thousand pounds easy, just a gigantic, huge uh, monster of a beast. And when he, uh, but but it seemed very docile. So it, when he approached and called out, uh, he could see that it had uh, like some sort of a collar. Like obviously somebody owned owned the boar. Uh, boar. So he called out and he was looking for someone to to the owner and who had this you know incredibly uh, you know hot, what 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 great animal husbandry they must have had to have raised such this uh, giant boar and and so tame and so. Uh, uh, friendly and as he was calling out the boar uh woke up and uh he realized it was not calm and peaceful it had just been sleeping and so with a mighty snort it started chasing him and he was running through the forest and he didn't know where he was going to go and he's dodging trees and he tried to climb a tree and the boar's tusk just knocked it over so he kept running and kept running and finally decided the the only place that was safe from the boar was on the boar so with a mighty jump he vaulted himself up the boar ran underneath him and he grabbed onto its back and was holding on and there was a collar and he was wrapped around trying to get it and trying to get it and trying to steer the boar and eventually just after hours the the boar just finally wore itself out and as he climbed off of the exhausted boar and was able to find his way back uh the collar had broken off in his hand and attached to the collar was this iron key that i've been looking for what it opens uh ever since so if you if you have a mysterious lockbox, if there's anything that you you're aware of, uh, it just might be the answer to what this key uh, opens. Um, please tell me, Bron. Just just me, the the person who knows everything about this world. Where did you really get this key? <laughs> um. So. The the true story is that he did he did find this key and he did find a boar, uh, but that's about as as far as it goes. While while lost in while while lost in the great woods, he did come across he came across uh, like a an abandoned stone cottage, mm-hmm. and in that cottage, uh, when he did call out to try and see who was there, mm-hmm. uh, there was in fact a, a boar that was rooting there, but nothing nothing quite as large as that, and it did give him a, a bit of a, a fright. 
uh, and he ran out of the ran out of there because they are still wild beasts and have tusks. Uh, but before he had done so, he did find that there had been an iron key on the uh, on the table in the cottage, which had uh, other other accoutrements as well, but no bodies no uh it it didn't look like it looked like someone left and never came back uh Mm. but he wasn't able to find the uh what what the key opened before he was chased out by this boar that had kind of uh made this its den um but he didn't see anything immediately that it would have belonged to either uh but he has kept it because maybe he'll find out what it's for one day and he has not been able to find the cottage since um mainly because he he was lost in the woods and isn't 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 sure how to be unlost in the right place <laughs> uh, how many times have you told um i don't i don't want to assume this character's sexuality how many times have you told that story to try to like woo uh someone you thought might be interested in you Oh, uh, very often. Uh, he he has he has he has many stories, and he is popular with uh, with women and men, uh, and so he will use these stories to uh, perhaps accentuate uh, mystery or uh, characteristics that he thinks the others will think desirable, uh, and it, it works fairly often. Uh, not every time, but uh, he has a high success rate, so it is definitely in the rotation. Okay. Um, great. Uh, Ilsa, do you feel as though you kind of have a sense of where you're going? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's basically the fear and anger and where it got me in trouble. So for my fear, I took um, that you aren't really cut out for this. And for the anger, it was violence to children, animals, and the innocent. So during one of my evenings in the tavern a uh adventurer came in looking very ragged and asked me to go see to their horse Mm -hmm. and i went out and looked and this horse had just been run ragged just Mm -hmm. absolutely to the point of exhaustion um i managed to squirrel away the horse uh and the adventurer was told that you know it had broken loose it had run off but mm-hmm. um and i got pretty thrashed i got a thrashing for it mm. um but it was the kinder thing to do because he was only going to drive this horse and to drive it to death if he was going to continue on so you uh you turned it loose where did you turn it loose actually kept the horse okay kept it where 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 are you hiding the horse um there is um a small couple horse stable that's attached to um the blacksmithing shop i used to work at and Mm -hmm. so they're actually keeping the horse for me as a favor okay cool um Carlo, uh, uh, you are the marshal in this town. Did you? I assume this adventurer like filed a report with you. Um, did you ever find that horse? Yeah. <laughs> and what did you do about it? Um, Elsa said, uh, "You've been mean to the horse." Mm-hmm. I let him know we looked far and wide. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Excellent. Um, uh, and I also wanted to ask, um, uh, how is your, um, how does your fear of not being cut out for this? How does that manifest most readily? Just, oh. uh, yeah, that was trail side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of the imposter syndrome. Like there's been a million times that she's thought maybe I'll, tag along and get out of this town and go do something, but mm-hmm. always just worry that, you know, lacking depth perception and, you know, a lot of actual worldly experience that she's just not actually cut out for it as badly as she wants to be a part of it. Um, will you give this adventurer who lost uh, their horse a name? Uh, Reginald. Okay. All right. I have plans for Reginald. Um, I actually don't. I just I just want to have him out there in the world. Um, Carlo, tell me uh, the, the question that you have to ask uh, on number three. Um, oh, you mean the time that uh, those farmers said they saw the giant wolves? Um, uh, yeah, the, so the, the the question is tell us the town's war stories. Um, that's, that's, so yes. that's, that's what I'm telling you. Great. No, I'm just I'm just I'm I'm, I'm, reca- so I'm, I'm, reca- yeah, I'm recapping for the um, uh, the audience so they know what's happening. But please continue. I want to hear all about these wolves. Um So of course at at first uh, this was this was uh, not long after I got to town and uh, of course, you know, people start talking about giant wolves and you know, <laughs> Stone Top is not a very sophisticated place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, some, fo- some folks around here are afraid of their shadows. And so, uh, you know, we went and looked around and uh, didn't see anything. But obviously their livestock was being um, mutilated and ripped to pieces and dragged into the forest mm-hmm. um so we set up a uh a watch and uh kind of had to after uh farmer lou um got himself maimed mm-hmm. trying to fight these wolves off i mean if they weren't wolves they were something so uh, we went and, uh, you know, called it a camping trip mm-hmm. and uh, figured, you know, if we set a fire, these wolves, they'd probably not come around. And uh, a couple of the townsfolks came with us because they figured, you know, if me and Zeb were there, they wouldn't have any problems. And those wolves came out of the woods like they weren't even afraid I mean they weren't giant but they were ferocious Mm. and uh they weren't hungry they were something something was driving them if you ever seen a mad dog you know mad dog don't act like a dog and these wolves didn't act like wolves Mm. and uh they knew them woods better than we did. 
And uh, if Farmer Lou's wife hadn't come out <laughs> banging them pots and pans and distracted them, uh, well, Zap might have got hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's a very nice lady, and um, I, I, I wouldn't mess with her because uh, she don't scare easy. Um, have the wolves been back since the night of the pots and pans? Uh, we hunted them and uh, found where they had a a clutch of pups, mm. and uh, we cleared them out. But we didn't get them all. Um, you know, people talk about it with the kids, but nobody's made any um, reports that seem real. Okay. Excellent. Um, I want to hear more about Tiern. Um, what's your question like? Gotta unmute myself. Um, <laughs> I was coughing too much. All right. Uh, so mine is to describe my major arcana, which is the Naruba's ice sphere. And it's like, I imagine in my head, it looks like a ring, but I imagine it more like a sphere like um, uh, Saruman has in uh, Lord of the Rings. So like a kind of black, murky crystal ball that's like made of black ice Mm -hmm. um, that I peer into to gain knowledge. That's safe. Um, (laughs) My question is that I have to answer two questions. Where did I find it and who else wants it? And one day when she was off kind of wandering through the woods uh, looking for other paraphernalia and like herbs and things, she stumbled upon an abandoned cottage, which I had thought of this. And as Nick was saying his, I was like, what if if it's the same cottage? And this is why, and it magically moves around, and we were not able to find it again. But she I found, like this. And when she found it, it was it looked lived in for mm-hmm. her. It had like a fire on the hearth. Something was cooking, but no one was home. And she f- walked in, and she doesn't really know why. She just felt compelled to like walk into this place. Mm-hmm. Um. And as she was looking around, she was, like, too afraid to touch anything, but then she saw the sphere, and she just had to take it. Yeah. She saw it, and immediately was like, I have to have that. And so she took it and left and kind of ran hurriedly out of there. And she knows that whoever owns that cabin wants it back, but she doesn't know who they are or why they want it. But she has a sinking feeling that they are going to come try to claim it at some point. Hmm. She's just kind of trying to hide it as best as she can so she can learn about it. Or she's at least trying to learn as much as she can until someone tries to take it back from her. Because she definitely saw it. Or did she? Ooh, or did it find her? I believe, does it say something about uh, Minor Arcana as well? I believe I did not send you that. So. It does say Minor Arcana to draw three at random and review both sides. Um, 
Okay, I'm going to send you this and um, just say you should pick some at random, which it's just going to end up functionally being just picking some. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll circle back to that uh, in a second. Um, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe do a random number generator. I believe there are 56 of them. I think that's I can right. roll some, maybe I can roll a D percent or something. Okay, cool. Um, Awesome. So let's move on to the next question, which is question four, which is going to be defining some of the NPCs who live around Stonetop. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that we will uh, start with Mo this time. So pick one of those questions to answer, and we will keep going through this until everyone has passed, basically. My, um, my, I guess my closest kin would be Kylie. Uh, I came to town because I had a, a beef with the hill marshal. Yeah. He killed one of my, 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 my men. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it these things have to be, you know, mm-hmm. paid for. And uh, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, that Marshall. Um, he was taking care of his sick wife. and It was so sad. His sick wife. uh said I was that girl's daughter, that girl's daddy. It's not the first time I heard that, but suddenly she didn't have a father and it was clear that soon she wouldn't have a mother. So I'm here. And looking from the the list of followers that you've um, provided, uh, Kylie is on that list. Um, tell me a little bit about um, what she does in uh, when you need her on your side in a fight. She don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't try to get her into a fight. I, I try to keep her and the rest of Stone Town safe from uh, all the little things that go bump in the night, and you know the familial feuds. And, you know, it's a quiet place, so she'll be fine if she, she'll be fine if she listened. Um, Ilsa, why don't we define your first NPC? You're muted, also. That was my plan all along to stay <laughs> muted. Ha ha ha! It works. I mean. What? Okay, I'm just going to move on now. (laughs) Who quietly understands the path you're on? And I think that's her father, Ivan. Okay. Um, Grew up with stories and legends and lots of, you know, uh, tales. And he wanted, he had no sons, so he trained her to be a part of his blacksmithing business but um yeah after she lost the eye she was just like i can't keep doing this 
and he he understands her drive and need to to do something because no 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 one in her lineage has really ever done that but he he does quietly understand yeah yeah um who was his like when he was sort of telling stories about um heroes of old or whatever who was his favorite um person to tell stories about um um let me think on that (laughs) worries um i actually do have another one um he uh just given your age he's probably at least in his 60s is he one of the older people in stone top oh most definitely (laughs) most definitely um go ahead Oh, yeah. So he used to tell tales of Ivar, and he really liked Ivar because it was such a close name to his and got a big kick out of that. And uh, Ivar was a adventurer known for going out and um, taking down mythical beasts with, you know, uh, magical weaponry and just it, it was very bombastic and fantastical and he just really got a thrill out of it uh nick um sorry braun uh answer your first uh, npc question sure um i think that uh one of the things here is uh someone whose respect means the world to me uh and i think that that is uh uh braun's father Mm-hmm. Uh, whose name is Marlin. Okay. And they always had a... I don't want to say a contentious relationship. I think that it was... Um, Marlin is very much uh, of the land and practical and wanted to do things that were very... This is the way it's been done. This is how things are. Uh, there's no use dreaming about differences uh why would you ever leave stone top all of the things that braun uh found himself wondering trying to find new ways to do things seeing new ways new new approaches uh and so he left in order to try and make something of him of himself and in order to uh show that he had value and understanding and make his father proud so uh, whether he is or not, we can we can discuss. Uh, but I think that they have a uh, they there's love, but I think that there is a, a distance. I don't think Marlin is very good about uh, sharing his life with uh, with Bron and vice versa. After Bron's father, uh, she passed away. Uh, she actually passed away uh, in the first uh, few years when Brom was traveling, mm-hmm. and he didn't get message back until it was uh, too late. Uh, so that may have driven some sort of a wedge. He did send uh, he did send a letter and he sent uh, uh, burial gifts, um, but at the time he was not able to make the travel back in order to um, attend her funeral. Um, 
And so that has actually been something that he has uh, always regretted, but wanted to um, uh, honor and and talk to her uh, because she understood a lot more than uh, Marlon did. Um, I should uh, ask Ilsa uh, the same question. What happened to your? Is your mother still around, or you're muted again? <laughs> yeah, that was that was the thing that just happened. Uh, no. Her okay. her mother's no longer around. Um, how long ago, roughly? Uh, when she was a child. Okay. So she only has the vaguest of memories anyway. Okay. Alright. Um, let's go, uh, to wife. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, that for my girl, there's a NPC in town that she has a little bit of a like crush on. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not like she doesn't really have any plans on acting on it, but she definitely will occasionally like go into Ilsa's tavern and just like study and like conveniently sit in the one spot where she can like see this person. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out a name because I'm terrible at naming. Uh, so I think she has a crush on like a local a local man that's around her age. I know I picked a man, scandalous. Um, uh, I don't know what his name should be. Uh, let's pick see. a different name from your sheet. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, uh, his name is. Uh, let's go. These are all terrible. Um. Wow. Let's go with... No, that's a terrible name, too. Alis. Okay. Uh, That's his name. Awesome. And he's, uh... I think he's, like, another... He's been in Stonetop for a long time, but he's another kind of adventure scholarly type. Uh, So I think she just likes talking to him because it's like, oh, there's someone else who's like me in this town. But she doesn't really ever work up the courage to talk to him that much. And I feel like uh, Ilsa has had to deal with it the most. (laughs) (laughs) She's just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And she's like at your bar, like drinking and studying and being like, (laughs) useless. Um, Elsa, uh, using your expert bartender knowledge, um, what do you know of how um, Aelish feels, feels about Tyrion? Uh, I think he hasn't noticed her yet. Uh, um, I think he's so busy studying and and looking into the things that he's interested in that it just hasn't occurred to him to go outside of his bubble. Um, uh, Taryn, did you also have your minor arcana if you want to rattle them off real quickly? I do not have them yet. Okay, don't I... worry about it. Don't worry about it. Cool. We'll do it in a second here. Um, actually, let's just go and if so, we're question five is we answer a different NPC question until you're ready to pass. Um, and when everyone has passed, we will continue on. So we can define as many NPCs as we want. I generally like everybody to define at least two, so if we could do at least one more round, that'd be great. Um, but you can define as many as you want. So, um, uh, like, let's uh, start with you this time. Okay. Um, let me look at the 
questions. Uh, so it's the same, like, okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think for her, she also secretly watches over one of her students mm-hmm. um, named Anuk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's noticed that this, that she has, she's like a really smart kid. Um, and she just, but she feels like she's probably got either some trouble going on at home or something. And so she feels like she needs to kind of pay, pay a special attention to her. Um, and she's like, <laughs> I think she's like 11 or 12, maybe. Like, and she encourages her to keep going to school despite being a little bit older because, like, she thinks she could go really far with it or or she thinks she could just be, like, a good friend to help her out. Yeah. Uh, what do Anuk's parents do? Uh, I think they run one of the farms. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's probably, there's probably a real tension around, like, she should be working on the farm instead of going to school. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, that brings us to uh, that brings us back to Nick. All right. Um, so I have uh, another another question. I have is uh, who is your closest kin? Uh, and of course, uh, Marlin is uh, is is close. This is is uh, Brown's father, but he also has a sister named Brina. Mm-hmm. And he would consider her to be uh, the closest. They were um, inseparable. Uh, they're only a, a year apart uh, in terms of age. Uh, she is she's a year younger than he is, um, and she never left Stone Top. But uh, he always made sure that he sent letters back to her all of the time, um, knowing that that information would get back to Marlin as well. Uh, he did. He did. Uh, keep in touch and I think that she wrote letters to him which reached him sporadically sometimes out of order uh, so he would kind of save those missives and piece together sort of a narrative of, of what had happened in her life uh, sometimes having to go back and fill in the fill in the blanks uh, when a letter just didn't catch up to him in time uh, as he was moving around uh, on there um, is she married does she have kids anything like that uh probably at this point she's she's married um i feel like she probably works in one of the few uh shops in in town so if there's like a general store that i think she probably works at the general store uh so to speak because i don't think that there's i don't think that stone top is big enough to have like a whole bunch of individual industries and and shops but i feel like there's obviously some place where the mercantile comes in and people come in and buy their supplies and uh go out for the farming so i think mm-hmm. she kind of works as a as a clerk uh and inventory and stock there okay. uh, but i think her husband is uh probably a, a farmer and they have kids or no kids um yeah, probably have yeah, probably some kids. So I, I probably have some nephews as well. Cool. Um, I just want to establish that Stone Top, while it is in the uh, Dark Ages and is uh, a very small town, there's an outlet mall on the edge of town, <laughs> um, so you can get like you know Banana Republic. 
cast-offs. Oh, yeah, um, excellent. <laughs> the, the Citadel, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, uh, Ilsa, uh, if you have another question you'd like to answer. Uh, whose heart do you hope to win? Onwen, sweet Onwen. She is the proprietor of the mill that everybody chipped in to help work on previously and that's how um, Ilsa met her and just seems like there's some connection there hopes there is at least that you know they're both running something in the town and kind of some kinship there but also just thinks that she's absolutely lovely um, what's the most what's the feature about um, Anwen that Ilsa noticed like just immediately uh, she's got eyes that are so such a blue that they're almost lavender okay. and um, yeah Anwen's the proprietor of, of, the, of the mill um, how how frequently do you see her? Uh, probably just, not just ter- a, yeah, yeah, not terribly ahead. often, mm-hmm. but always looking for excuses to go over there. <laughs> All right. Um, that brings us back to uh, Carlo. Uh, you have another NPC. Um, are you okay if I just do two? I did two kind of before. I didn't know we are going to keep going around. Oh, um... I could do two more. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, you can, um... I have two more. Uh, no, you only need to answer one at a time. So, um, yeah. So if you have one more you want to do, cool. Uh, and then if... But if you also want to pass, that's fine, too. So, uh... People know that, uh, I, I... tend to stay in town, but, you know... It's, it's 250 people. People also know I spend the evening um, nights with uh, a widow who um, lives kind of farther out mm-hmm. on the edge of town. Um, and she's steeped in a lot of the town gossip. Mm-hmm. And uh, she doesn't want me getting any ideas that this is going to be my farm because this farm is going to go to her son and daughter. Um, but she lets me stay the evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know her name? Her name is Bethan. Okay. Excellent. Um, do you, how, did her husband's death precede you uh, coming to town? Um, her husband's death had nothing to do with me. Okay. <laughs> Great to know. Um, how long? How, how long has this little uh, uh, affair been going on? Um, off and on for maybe a year. Um. Do her uh, kids? Do her kids know about you? They do. 
they don't like me. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, does anyone else? I'll just ask this. Uh, does anyone else have another one of these they want to fill in? Um, feel free to jump in. If not, then we'll move on to question six. Uh, I just have one more NPC that I uh, had been constructing okay. in my head. Um, cool. I think that uh, Bron has a, a a close a close friend um, from childhood, teenage years uh, before before Bron ended up leaving. Uh, their name is Win W Y N N, and they uh, are non-binary. And uh, they were sort of inseparable friends uh, growing up. Um, I'm not sure why Wynn didn't come with Braun because I know that they were invited. Uh, but maybe we can figure out why why that was. I don't know why Wynn decided that they had to stay. Um, tell me a little bit about what Wynn's parents did then. Maybe that will help us decide that. Um, you know, I feel like we have a lot of farmers, so I'm not exactly sure what else, uh, they would do. Um, and I don't exactly want to have the, uh, they weren't able to work, so Wynn had to take care of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, it seems a little too tropey. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm not sure. Um... Maybe they Do you... I... go ahead. I was gonna say I think that Wynn's Wynn's parents uh uh immigrated to Stonetop mm. with with Wynn and Wynn has sort of reached out and made uh, friends, Braun among them, and integrated with other people of Stonetop, but that Wynn's parents have been very uh, insular, mm-hmm. and I don't know if perhaps there were others uh, from where they're from. Maybe they were all, maybe they were refugees, or maybe they were um, criminals, and they were fleeing, and they stopped in Stonetop. Like they, they don't talk about their past, and Braun doesn't know, although he has been intensely curious about. Uh, all of that information, but uh, out of respect for Wynn has not uh, stuck his nose where it didn't belong. Cool. Does anyone else have an NPC they want to introduce? Going once, going twice. Moving on to question six. Um, let's start with, uh, let's go back and start with Mo or Mac again. Um, Mac, Mo, Life, Nick like we originally started. So what's happening now is we're asking other player characters, throwing questions out to the table and someone can sort of jump in and answer them to establish bonds among the four of you. Um, So go ahead, Mac. Let's see. Uh, Which one of you believes in me despite it all? I think that's, um, that's me. I think um, Tiern believes wholeheartedly that if you put your mind to it, you 100% can achieve it, and there's no reason you shouldn't have already. Like, she's 100% like fully behind you. Woo! Are you, do you think that about everyone, or is it particular to um, Ilsa? I think 
to a degree she believes that about everyone but she sees ilsa's drive and how much she cares that it's like no this person here like should have done this a long time ago like they're clearly made for this more so than most people yeah um uh, what's sort of the first time that you really had the thought hey this is more than just you know uh, a silly dream of ilsa's um, I think there was like a time when someone was being unruly in the bar, like someone came in and was drunk and being really, really wild and out there. And Ilsa just put a stop to it instantly. And it was just like that kind of power and control. And like the moment where it was like, she just seemed to have everything in that calm in the face of the storm. And I think Tiern was like, you're a badass. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, would the two of you consider each other close friends? I don't know if Tiern considers herself, or considers herself as having many friends in general. Mm-hmm. So while I think she views Ilsa as a friend, I don't know if she like knows if they're like BFFs or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're like, I like you, you're cool. Ilsa, <laughs> what are your feelings on that question? Um, I think that there's some worry from Ilsa that the the ambition that Tiern has is going to set her on a path away and is hesitant to get too close, but would like to be better friends. Okay. Um, uh, Carlo, uh, ask a question of your fellow PCs. Which of you have I promised to keep safe? I feel like that's probably me. I feel that way too. (laughs) I feel like, you know, especially considering how rowdy it can get that you feel some sense of uh, I gotta look after this person and you know she's running this establishment by herself and all that is there um is that part of why Carlo has such a a nice tab there that's part of why he thinks he has a really nice tab there (laughs) (laughs) everything's been meticulously added together but Ilsa just kind of doesn't have the heart to call him on it for you know the amount that he consumes there (laughs) Um, Carla how much do you consume at the bar Um, I would venture it's not how much I consume it's how much uh, my crew does Mm-hmm. And periodically, I um, find gifts. You know, mm-hmm. if people are coming through town, um, they may be taxed or something. And, uh, you know, I don't always pay in the local coin, but I find stuff and, and, I, and I, you know, hand it over. Very barter-based. Um, what's funny to everyone about when Durr drinks the mead? 
which he's been known to do. They put it in a bowl on the ground and then he laps it up. Uh, he snores. <laughs> Gonna get this dog in everywhere, I swear. Um, let's uh, go to... Um, uh, uh, I think can, can I say something or make a suggestion yes. anyway? Yeah, go for it. I think before he snores, I think Durr has a habit of uh, there. There's a drinking song in Stone Top, and Durr has a very close approximation of it. And when Durr gets drunk, Durr starts to howl uh, in a way that that everyone starts to sing sing the drinking song as well. Uh, if if that's okay, just a yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Tiern, um, uh, please ask away. Um, I which one of you fears most fears the path I tread? You know, that might be me also. Because <laughs> I love the idea that there's definitely some fear and trepidation in their friendship or almost friendship that you are heading down a path that could lead to adventure or to ruin because she's heard tales of both and is a little concerned about well i don't know she's studying all this stuff and mm-hmm. is interested in you know uh, you know power at its core and like is that going to you know deteriorate her as a person interesting what's uh you you obviously have heard a lot of stories from your father like what's a story about someone like Tyrion where it went horribly wrong um, there was Meryl the Wise, who was known for um, being extremely magically inclined, but never satisfied with the amount of power that they had uh, attained. And um, it backfired horribly, and uh, they got, I think, tricked and, um, and trapped. And uh, their power really didn't amount to anything at the end. Um, Tiern, how aware are you of um, that Ilsa has these grave doubts about you? Not very, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so like, because she's kind of, I mean, she's kind of the local witch also, but because she teaches kids and like is valuable, I think they don't see her as like, it's like they don't they're like fine you offer us like a good service here so like we're not gonna be like weirded out by you in any way mm-hmm. um but so I think she kind of tends to stay to herself so she doesn't really talk about these things so I don't think she's super aware that Ilsa has these concerns mm-hmm. um and I imagine Ilsa keeps dropping them in like metaphors, trying to be really gentle about it, but it's just not <laughs> sticking. That's awesome. I love that. Ilsa, a tear is just like, that's a really neat story. And then like takes a bunch of notes on it and is like, I should research the origins of that later. I bet there's like a very scientific reason or maybe a magical one. And she just kind of like walks off. 
<laughs> I love this. I love this for you, too. Uh, uh, Ron, do you have a question for the other player characters? Uh, I do. Who who joined me? Which of you joined me on my latest hijinks? Mm. I think hijinks is kind of my middle name. <laughs> yeah, I was getting kind of a, a crooked, crooked marshal vibe <laughs> going on there, crooked sheriff. Uh, so, what do you think about running some sort of um, running some sort of a con, like not a not 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 like a massively destructive thing, but sort of a uh, uh, like you had said something about a, a local tax for people who come through. Yeah, and, uh, I'm, I'm absolutely down to fleece people who come who come through town who aren't from here. But most of the town doesn't like me, and so like I, I'm I'm invested in like making sure that I'm not getting on anybody's worse side. <laughs> so I so I think this perhaps uh, I've spread like th- this is not on the it's not on the charter it's not in the town charter but it's a tax that the marshal imposes and I've kind of let it be known to people who I know through my circle of, uh, of people who come that this is uh, totally legit. And it's, uh, you know, everyone has to pay this tax or has to tithe part of their goods or something like that. And then you and I split them on the, on the back end uh, off of that, if that works for you. Absolutely. Okay. Amazing. Um, how much? Uh, how much has this little deal enriched both of you? I don't think too much yet, uh, but I think that as we make Stone Top more of a desirable location for people to come for trade, that that's going to increase uh, on there. Especially as it's sort of like it's like a pyramid scheme because as they come out and tell their contacts that this is what you have to do to do business in Stone Top, but it's still a really good deal that that kind of grows so i would say that it's it's been slowly growing uh to to be a little bit more uh, and a little bit more and a little bit more so and i i'm just shy of getting shut off from the bar so i'm actually not making a profit with this oh yeah he's just funneling all of that into the bar like (laughs) uh so uh let's go around again and ask um another question from here um, and this is the same deal as the NPCs, so we can ask as many as we want. Um, but yeah, let's start again with you, Braun. Okay. Um, I would say, uh, who who brings their problems to me? Mm-hmm. Or if no one likes that, I oh, can ask a different question. No, I have a good one. Tiern, we have a deal that you help me find artifacts. Mm. Oh, or yeah, or books or scrolls or other things that are going to give uh, information. Yep. Uh, okay. I come to you when I need different things to be hunted down or found. Like, I if I find out about a new thing and I'm like, listen, I can't get out of town because i got to teach kids. Uh, can you go like hunt this down for me, and maybe we have like a setup there. Like I, I kind of owe you favors or pay. Like if I can pay you money, I do. But maybe I help you out now and then. You help me out. Okay. So I, I think in my business dealings, I keep an ear or an eye out for 
uh, any sort of things I think you might be interested in. You might have like a list that you give me, like I'm looking for these grimoire or information about this artifact or something, and I'll uh, kind of work the taverns and see if I can find out any clues or information or bring back anything that is relevant for those items for you. Uh, as sort of a, a business arrangement to uh, mm. track down things people were men- not meant to know. <laughs> uh, Taryn, what's the what's the thing that Bron found for you that you thought was was not even findable? You know that you were like you'll never see, but if you happen to see it, and then uh, Bron actually brought it back. Um, I think there was a. A, it was a puzzle box I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Like it was this, a famed puzzle box that said that was basically said if you can open it, um, you could see through into the black gates. Mm. <laughs> but it was said to be lost or may not even really exist. And she basically just chalked it up to either this is a legend that doesn't exist or it's not findable. And he managed to bring it back. And so. Now she's been hacking away at how to solve that puzzle, which is probably why Ilsa's like, girl, stop. (laughs) Um, So have I told you about Pandora? I feel like I have. uh, Bron, I want to ask the different side of that, which is what's the time you brought something back that was just not at all what Tyrion needed? And you were like, look, I got you this. And you thought it was perfect. And it was no, she was she was not having it. Uh, it was a brass, sta- uh, a bronze statue that I had been uh, assured uh, was was actually from the private collection of Martillon, uh, Martillon the Bold, uh, and that it had uh, been famed for its many different uh, alchemical uh, uses. Um, it was said to cure all poison if you took the pointing hand of the statue and dipped it in any drink or touched any food. It would uh, make it so that it was uh, palatable and uh, non-toxic. It was also known to uh, um, provide uh, a pest-free environment for the the owner. Like, within the the area, it would keep all sorts of insects and vermin away. And uh, it also was known to be a uh, aid in the uh, uh, sexual uh, area, and that no one, no one who is was in possession of it was ever had any difficulty uh, performing or uh, having any sort of uh, adverse reaction or kept free of any sort of diseases. So it was, uh, it was framed for having many, many wide varieties of uh, uses uh, as sort of an apothecary or alchemical aid, uh, and I personally had uh had uh, tested it myself and i found that all of those things to be 100 percent true uh as when when i had it i had no difficulty uh performing <laughs> or having sexual conquests i had no problems with vermin uh invading my my living or camp space and anything that i touched uh didn't poison me because here i am and now <laughs> i and now i present this to you and uh, I assume it did not work as advertised here. Uh, she has not noticed it working as advertised, but she kind of kept it because she was like, "Well, maybe, maybe, it's not, maybe it does something else." Like she just couldn't like 
take it take take it in her heart to say no that's dumb (laughs) (laughs) this isn't real so she just decided to keep it and uh i think she tells bronze bronze stories about how it works so well (laughs) (laughs) she just doesn't have the heart to tell him it's bullshit uh do you have another question for one of your pcs fellow pcs Uh, i do not okay passing um how about you carlo uh which of you do i still have doubts about i mean (laughs) thanks a weird witch girl (laughs) yeah i don't think it's ilsa and you work with braun to do capers so that doesn't mean that he doesn't also not trust me. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I mean, look at him. <laughs> I, I'm the soul of brevity and, and honesty. Why? I'm, I'm offended. I feel like it's between one of us, though. Well, it's uh, not my pick. So. I mean... I if you like it, go for it. But- Oh, I was just thinking maybe, like, I teach the kids, but you probably still see me as a little bit of a weird outsider. So it's probably a little bit like, what are you really teaching these kids? Um, I might, I could see Carlo having a a problem with the magic types. Maybe, does it have something to do with uh, why why you were in trouble and and uh, had a shady past? Um, sure, sure. Um, he's very much a a martial type of person, and uh, he hasn't really. Maybe he doesn't believe. Maybe he believes, and he's like, um very aware that like you you're the person like he can handle all the other problems people bring into town he can't handle what you bring into town if you're okay with that no i'm okay with that i think that makes sense okay you have further questions jim um carlo i actually had another question uh, your your crew did they come with you or are they all st- or are they mostly stone top locals? Um, the only stone top local in my crew is Kylie. Um, I came to town with Zeb and Mira, Miri, mm-hmm. and. Um, Yeah, my son came looking for me to kill me, and I talked him out of it. Um, Carlo, I want to know a time that you saw something unexplainable that really freaked you out that might have given you some of your attitude toward magic types, if you will. Um... We were in the the foothills um the uh my my band of 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 men were quite salty um zeb zeb is the only one close to domesticated (laughs) um that's why the rest of them left they were like you know this small town stuff isn't for us 
and uh, we were um, being paid to uh, kill a woman who lived on the edge of the forest and not normally my sort of thing but it was good money <laughs> and so uh, we went out and uh, called her out and she came outside and she saw that we obviously meant to do her harm and uh, she went back in to hide and you know we expected that we were just going to burn the place down and then she came out you know we do what we had to do we would do what we paid to do it wasn't our idea um, three of my soldiers were killed that day and um, two more were injured and uh, that kind of cut my merry band in half um, the witch died but I could not tell you to this day what happened did she perchance live in a little stone cottage <laughs> you, funny you used to say that she did <laughs> Interesting. That's fascinating. I I don't know what could be happening there. Uh, uh, finally, um, uh, uh, Ilsa, if you have another question on that, I do. And not that I want to sway anybody, but I'm going to stare at Nick as I'm saying this. Which one of you has promised to teach me? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been all around the world and I've seen a lot of of uh fascinating things marshals martial forms that are unknown here in Stone Top uh different ways of fighting different weapons uh I can uh completely uh teach you what 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 you need to know in order to be a hero regale you with stories tactics all sorts of uh all sorts of information anything you need to know Perfect. What's go ahead? Yeah, I imagine though you keep pushing it off. You're like, oh no, no, no. I got it's fine, but I gotta. I have a thing. <laughs> yeah, it, we 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 schedule uh, that. You know, on on the on uh, the third on on the third morrow, we will uh, begin your training uh, and make you a hero of the ages, and then uh, oh, I. There's the shipment. I have to go take care of this guy, but I promise I'll be back as soon as I get back. We'll we'll get started here. I'm I'm very sorry, but uh, or uh, oh stars, not right. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> did you did you just Rotel Dorado me? <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. I like that. That's great. Um, <laughs> does anyone else have a question they want to ask of their fellow PCs before we move on? Going once, going twice. Okay, we are uh, at the last um, step of this process, which is we get to add our houses to the... Um, uh, I need to make a copy of this. Let me see if I can make a copy that will let me make um, edits to it. What a, what a wonderful time. Um, but we're going to add our houses to a map of the town. I'm going to see 
if I can um, uh, share my screen here and if that will work for the um, that will work for the now when you say share your screen do you mean through zoom because I think that's what screwed us up before Okay. Because I saw right. there was like half a half a text window or something, and then all of our windows got shuffled, and then everything shut down, and I had to recreate those things. So I don't think we can do that. Well, we can't do that right now. Okay. <laughs> so um, what Thank I'm you. going to do is I'm going to post a link to that, the, the document, in the uh, Slack that we all share. And hopefully, next time, we'll be able to share screens so we can look at it, because that is helpful for the game in some ways. Um, but yeah, we'll do that on our own time. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I can probably set up another uh, window or something um, when, when I've perfect. got a chance perfect. to do it. Yeah, so let's uh, let's do that uh, next week then. And um, yeah, there is a uh, final move that we need to make, which let me do a quick scroll through here. Um uh, 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 we're going to uh, advance the seasons, which, what am I looking for here? Um, I actually should um, say, uh, I did want to ask, um, uh, Tiern, if you have found your sort of minor arcana that you want to work with. I did. I rolled random mm-hmm. dice, so it's still awesome. random. Cool. Um, I got one that was a folktale. Which, um, and truth seeds. So it's an old tale about an old herb tender from Marsh Edge, Marsh Edge, which is appropriate because that's where I'm from, that tricks a fen troll into eating an enchanted seed pod. She promises to go get the troll more food if he promises to then let her go. Of course, the troll breaks his words and tries to eat her, but the seed pod bursts into a mass of gwyr nettles when he does. You can learn the secret of enchanted seed pods, but need one of the following. So I need to, like, gain some things, and I can get some stuff about these truth seeds. And then I got... Sorry, it doesn't have a search function, so I just gotta, like, jump down. Okay, I got a chain of rusty locks. Uh, A chain six links long, each link hung with a corroded bronze padlock. One D4 plus one locks bear a stylized face, frozen in a rusty grimace. The keys to these locks are lost to the ages, so I apparently have to roll how many locks I have. <laughs> thinking like locks of, I don't know, not locks. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. When you hold one of the face-adorned locks and look into its eyes, you can hear the voice of the shade of the departed soul bound within, hateful, desperate, pleading to be set free. I can master them by convincing one of the shades to reveal how it was captured. Oh, wow, this is, this is a fun one. Um, so yeah, I have shades trapped in some locks, and cool. I have, uh... I mean, don't leave home without them. <laughs> <laughs> I have a timeless vault. Uh, high in the hills or mountains, a pair of massive stone doors are set into the hillside. The markings outside are faded and covered in lichen. The doors aren't locked. One lies a bit ajar. Inside the vault, and its contents are untouched by time. Free of dust or mold, clearly something magic is afoot. Cool. So, these are the things I have. Awesome. I love it. Um, if you'll drop me a list of those in the Slack when we're done, that would be great. Um, so, I want you all to determine which of the four of you is the most hopeful. 
I'm raising my hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, just l- about about what? Just, in, just general. in general. Just like just like in general. Who do you think has the most hope for the future? Uh, Mac, if you're still. Uh, oh yeah, still I'm still very much. Okay. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. there's still a lot of hope within her, despite everything. Cool. Um, Mac, will you roll 2d6 plus 1? 2d6 plus 1. Hold on. I do not have d6s in front of me. But I will in a moment. (coughs) I didn't know there was going to be rolling tonight. The 2d6 plus 1? Yes. That would be 6. Oh my. Okay. That's fun to know. Thank you. Thank dun, you for dun, doing dun. that. <laughs> <laughs> Ominous much? Um, so, I like it. Uh, the next time we play, um, spring will be breaking forth and it will bring with it something that I get to choose, apparently. Um, so before we uh, sort of sign off for the night, I want to ask each of you uh, going around the table and we'll start with... Mac, what are you most excited about playing with this character? Um, so, honestly, my first thought when I was reading about the system was basically that we're almost portraying the NPCs in a game or, you know, like a story or this great legend, you know, it's that pass through town and getting to see what the lives are of the ones that didn't go on the adventures necessarily. Um, and playing a character that's always just kind of on the standby, but never actually got to do any of that. It's really exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. But I love that about this game too, that it's very, um, it's very open to, um, playing sort of a, uh, more of a more about the town and the people who live in it and um you know that pass by feeling as you mentioned um carlo what are you most excited about playing with your character i am most excited about um yeah just kind of this adventuring maybe without adventuring you know keeping the town safe um navigating the local politics and um yeah kind of like domestic fantasy in a way Um, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um i i I had read a a, a title for the genre of this called hearth fantasy um Mm -hmm. and i love that that idea of like um yeah getting into the domestic side of things uh taryn what are you most excited about playing with your character honestly it was that like I was really excited about the idea of like yeah I'm gonna just play like a scholar and I can because it's not like I don't have to I might have to fight something I don't know but I don't have to be like a murder hobo about everything and it's fun for me whenever I get a chance to play more role play stuff like I prefer getting into the characters I prefer getting a chance to get to know who my people are as opposed to just like and now we're fighting again yeah. It's very exciting to me that we get to like kind of control this town and yeah, be the NPCs. Cool. Uh and finally, uh Ron, what are you most excited about playing with your character? Uh I'm most excited about um 
playing kind of a talker and a liar and uh, uh, delving a little bit more into being uh, mischievous because my characters are usually quite earnest and uh, above board. And so I'm looking forward to having a little bit of... uh, not exactly skullduggery, but not being uh, not being a hundred percent on the up and up, mm-hmm. and uh, putting but but putting that towards the good of the town as well, not just being uh, self centered and and uh, self serving. So I, 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 yes, I'm looking forward to using my silver tongue for for good. Um, so this is a game that, in some variations, and we'll talk a little bit about this off stream. Uh, in some variations, it can have you know characters lose their lives. A lot of the NPCs we've developed today could step into those roles. Or if you decided, I'm tired of playing this character, I want to play this character now. Like, it, this game is this game is endlessly adaptable in that regard. Um, but we'll talk about sort of a little bit about tone and that sort of thing off off stream. Um, yeah, I believe that's everything for today, unless uh, any of you have any questions. Great. I am very oh, excited. I think we Go do ahead. have a question. I have, I have a question. Sure, sure, sure. So, um, I, I'm seeing on the character sheet here uh, hit points, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how to get that. There is a uh, there is a, a um, basic formula for that which I will uh, look up and, and grab for you um, just okay. because yeah because I don't know that um, me searching through documentation at this point right. is going to be right, that right. exciting not, but yeah not I'll dump it time. in the slide yeah it's 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 very much like yeah it's very much like a, a basic uh, number that is just sort of calculated um, cool well thank you so much for playing with me this evening i look forward to launching the first adventure on december 21st the first day of winter which feels i don't know weirdly appropriate for this game um uh yeah let's uh just sort of go around and um say where people can find us and what we're doing and uh we'll start with you nick Fantastic. Uh, of course, I am here on uh, Happy Jack's RPG Network. Uh, I'm also currently on a show with uh, Games We Never Play called uh, Shades of Gotham, where we have a sort of Harley Quinn-inspired low-level uh, low-level supers who are trying to make a move and control parts of Gotham, so you can check me out there. You can also find me in the socials at SunGrowler, like it says on the nameplate here. Well, I hope I got the right side, but if not... You can read and you'll figure it out. Uh, that is pretty much it uh, for me. Awesome. Uh, Blythe? Hey, I have been Blythe Kala. You can find me across the interwebs at BlytheKala93. That's Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Um, I'm currently here. Uh, I also, wow, I almost forgot the thing I do. I run a Star Wars Silence in the Force game on Saturdays at 10 a.m., we will be back this Saturday, and things are getting real interesting. I'm very excited, so I hope you join us. That's on twitch.tv slash it's probably okay. Mo? Uh, my name is Mo. Um, you can reach me at ashyfeet1 on Twitter, ashyfeet.com. You can find out about um, my Shonen, Fortunate Dark Game, uh, Shibuya Nights. And um, yeah, I'll be here in a couple weeks. Awesome. And uh, finally, Mac. Hey, guys. I am and will continue to be Mac Beauvais. You can find me online as at Strange Like That, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebooks, and also my website. 
You can also find me over at 12-Sided Stories, where we do a highly produced podcasts that is all um, sound effects and music. And I'm actually currently GMing our second season of Unquiet Blood, a game of Vampire 5e, and that will be coming out sometime next year. Yay. Uh, I'm Emily Vanderwerf. You can find me online. I'm at twitter.com slash emilyvdw. That connects you to all of my writing, um, at, especially at the site Vox, where I normally write. Um, my uh, scripted fiction podcast, Arden, is currently very getting very close to the end of its second season. We have two episodes left. Uh, we just dropped our 11th of 13 today. Uh, I'm really proud of it. I think it's doing interesting things. I'd love if you checked it out. Um, we will be back with the first uh, action session actual adventure here on the 21st i'm very excited to do that i have some great ideas from what we uh came up with tonight but until then thank you so much for watching i have to like read a thing don't i about like telling people to look at the other games of the happy jacks network uh, like a thing that exists it is uh if you don't have the document i can uh probably rattle it off from memory uh, please go ahead and i will learn it i will rattle it off from memory next time please go ahead Nick. sure uh, this has been uh, Stone Top, a Dungeon World game on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Uh, you can check out all of our... Well, we don't have any previous shows, but you can check out any of the other shows at the Happy Jacks Network at happyjacks.org slash shows. We will soon be on there as well, and when that happens, you'll be able to do it at happyjacks.shows slash our name. Uh, we've all talked about who we are and why uh, you should watch us some more, uh, so we hope you enjoyed this show as much as we did, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Two weeks. Well, one last thing at this point I would also plug the calendar but I don't have a calendar so I'm just going to go to the Happy Jacks logo for a moment or two and then uh, fade out the stream so have a good night everyone good night